basic theology isn't so basic, and that's what we've been determining as we have continued our series on Theology 101 on Life Talks. My name is Dan, and I'm with Ben. We're the teaching pastors at Life Fellowship in suburban Charlotte. And Ben, last time we got deep into anthropology. We almost got it finished, but not quite. Yeah, I mean, the the one thing that we didn't cover was really the nature of man, and there there are a number of different viewpoints on what man is. For example, um, there are four major views when it comes to theologically describing what man is made up of. So yeah, he was, you know, we talked about the likeness of, you know, created in the image of God. We talked about the origin of his soul, but even the origin of soul and the idea of being male and female, gender being sacred, sexuality being sacred, there's this Okay, so what are we? And and there's the four major viewpoints are this. You have trichotomy, and trichotomy is the belief that that man is made up of body, soul, and spirit. So the idea that yes, there is a physical part to us, the immaterial part to us is both soul and spirit. There's a difference between soul and spirit. I'm not going to get into the theological arguments of of that. Um, because the other viewpoint is called um, dichotomy, which is the belief that there's a material part and an immaterial part of man. So soul and spirit are the same thing in scripture. Then there's another third perspective that's called monism, which means basically man is just one being, that that there's really no differentiation between body and soul. And then there's a kind of a in-between perspective called anthropological hylomorphism, which is the, it was very popular with with Aristotle and Aquinas. Thomas Aquinas was a huge proponent of hylomorphism and uh, the belief that that body is the matter of the form, which is the soul. So you have this immaterial part in the material part, but they're very intertwined that the body is actually a reflection of the soul. So it's not this hardcore like body, soul, it's body, soul, like like this. I'm doing this with my hands so people can see on YouTube. But they're intertwined in a way that what you do in your soul affects your body and what you do in your body affects your soul. Um, and so there's, there's just some variation of that. Again, there are a lot of different – there are chapters, there are books written on this. What I would say is I lean towards um, – I went to a school that taught trichotomy, that there's a difference between body, soul, and spirit. Um, I, I've i read the arguments of hylomorphism. There was a time in my life I really liked that. But I'm at the point now where it's like, I believe that there's a material part and an immaterial part. The reason why this is important is because there have been viewpoints across the philosophical spectrum of human history that have either elevated the spirit or elevated the body. So for example, the religious viewpoints of Hinduism elevate the spirit and diminish the body. So what happens is it doesn't really matter what happens to the body. That's, you know, what, what you happen because you're going to keep being reincarnated and, and their paradise is your spirit actually becomes one with the God, the spirit God. So you don't, there's no future material existence. Material just gets in the way of the spiritual. That's a problem because God created matter in the very beginning and called it good. The Christian perspective of the material world, that the material world is good. And so, or you have the elevation of the material over the spiritual. Think of atheism or uh, Epicureanism, the idea that it's all about pleasing the physical body now. It's about indulging in the fullness of the human 
body experience now, whether that is food or sex or whatever it might be, there is no soul. There is no immaterial. There is no spiritual. So each of those are a perversion of the good, which is material is good. The material body is good. The soul, the immaterial is good. And Jesus came to redeem both. That, that there is a future eternal state that is both spiritual and physical in nature because Jesus rose physically. So that's why the nature of man is is important. And so um, I, I'm, I'm somewhere in between a dichotomous and a hylomorphic guy. That's me. <laughs> All right. So questions. Is that your like Twitter like, <laughs> about me? Is this like the summary? <laughs> I mean, that would cause so much confusion. Be it like, should what be for one day. About? <laughs> Just for one day. Okay. I'm, I'm a big so what guy. All right. So the typical guy who or woman. Are you talking who, about like what view you are on this? I, not, I, not necessarily on that, but just what do we take away from anthropology? Why is it important for believers to study this and know this? It's important to know this because ultimately how God created us is a reflection of what does salvation look like. And it's also a reflection of what God expects from us. You know, um, we need to understand that what God came to— God came to restore all all creation to him, right? But there is a reason why the cross ultimately impacts humanity, that, that we are the crown jewel of his creative efforts. And therefore, we need to understand man within the context, the correct context of what Scripture teaches, that we, we God wants us to be like him, but we are not God. What, what Again, these ditches we fall into within our own fallen nature is that we will either tend to make man into an animal or we will tend to make man into God. Mm -hmm. And so really you see this, I, we talked about this last year when we preached through Daniel, that there's a reason why Daniel, God uses the images of a beast to reflect the human kingdoms and what happens in Nebuchadnezzar. When you walk away from God, man becomes more animal-like, which is very interesting. And the more that we become like him, we become more godlike. But we never attain to deity, right? You have to understand that that there's a there's a redemptive God came to redeem us. Jesus came to redeem mankind to put us in our proper place to fit within relating to God. And so that's why it's important to understand this because we will always distort who we are. We will distort. We will. We will descend into we are animals we are god um we are the material doesn't matter the 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 immaterial doesn't matter and we will just pervert the the correct way of thinking about all things and so we want to have the right thinking about who we are because if the, we have the right thinking about who we are according to god's word then we can understand salvation we'll understand our need for a savior we'll understand our need for uh forgiveness and so i think these are all that's why it's important. Makes sense. Makes sense. I uh, have several questions. All right. I've gotten the look from Dan. All right. So <laughs> um, you said something really interesting, the way that you phrased it in the last episode, as you were talking about Imago Day. You mm -hmm. ended it. I was like completely with you until this last line. I was like, I've never heard someone say it this way, is that we get our souls from our parents. Mm -hmm. I've never heard it said that way. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to take a guess at what I think think your yeah. metaphysical view is yeah. here and you just kind of yeah. confirm or deny. Do you think that basically, you know, this form of the sexual reproduction is this thing, this system, this yeah. biological system that God kind of created. Yes. And 
now kind of let's run arguably maybe in the same way like trees. Like I know there, there right. are some Christians yes. who believe that God is involved every single time, yes. you know, a, a blade of grass moves. I know one of those <laughs> guys. Like, I, I, just, I, I don't know if that's our view, but it's yeah. not my view, right? Or, uh, and so is that what you think it is? Yes. I think there are there are systems God's created, Yeah, right? And it doesn't mean that God cannot interact with his creative the natural creative processes, but yeah. there, there are some things that God has, um, the systems of nature that the natural world that God has put into place. Now God can interact at any one of those times. Yeah. Think about if he the, wants to yeah. th- think about the, co- the cosmetology, cosmetology. Oh my God. The Kalam cosmological <laughs> argument, the cosmos, Oh, the right. Cosmos. The, right. The idea that, that the way that, uh, the, the, Earth rotates around the sun, and the mm-hmm. sun rotates. You know, there's these, there's this Milky Way galaxy, kind mm-hmm. of all. There's an order to it. Yet yeah. there's a time where God could step into creation and say, "I'm going to have the sun stand still." Right. 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 So the the idea of tr- trees producing seeds and falling to, to the ground, like yeah. there's just these natural processes to life that has yeah. has happened, yeah. and same thing with hu- human reproduction. Yeah. So that raises a couple of very interesting questions about the Virgin Mary, since you brought mm-hmm. her up. Do yeah. you believe that God used one of Mary's ovums? Or do you think that God just literally made a whole new thing in Jesus? Oh, man, we are getting into the weeds. Because I have a follow-up <laughs> question based on how you answer this one. I've li- I, I haven't thought about this very much. I believe that he used one of her ovums. Okay, so then does that mean that Jesus half <laughs> I of- did not. This is, this is follow-up like- <laughs> question, Ben. Does that mean that half of Jesus' DNA was Mary's? Or came from no, Mary? Uh, yeah, was, no, he, was- she had, he had human DNA from Mary. Okay. And that's, that's why when... You have Luke's genealogy. Notice that the genealogy of Matthew is different than the genealogy from Luke. Yeah, Luke follows the hu- the humanness of Jesus, g- tracing it from Mary to Adam. Okay, mm. and it's very succinct of to, to prove the humanity of Jesus mm. in that in that genealogy. The genealogy of Jesus in the Matthew is very. It's Abraham. It's it's David. It's very Abrahamic and Davidic. Yeah. They don't even care about anyone outside of the Jewish state. The, 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 the whole point of Matthew is Jesus is King and Lord, not just over the Jews, but overall humanity. Mm, That's yeah. why it ends with all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Yeah. It traces it back to the Davidic line that he is talking about. Yeah. And and where does that come through? It comes through Joseph, his his adoptive father. Yeah. That there is a that there is a um adoptive right to the throne of David through his father, even though there's no DNA that Joseph contributed yeah. to Jesus. Yeah. Okay. Does that, that make makes, sense? That, that totally makes sense. Okay. Separate question. There's a completely different topic. <laughs> um, this is going to be more controversial. So let's talk about the shack a little bit. Oh, Since we talked about gender goodness. and we're talking about, you know, God's yeah. gender and stuff. Yeah. So this was really controversial. Do yeah. you want to set up what this book was for any of yeah, the well, listeners that might not know what we're talking about? There's a guy that experiences a tragedy in his life mm. and he goes- This is a novel. It's a novel. Um, I forget the guy's name. Um, I'll look it up. Wrote it. I'll look it up. But he goes to the shack and he meets God and the three persons and they are- they're not a reflection necessarily of what we would typically right. They're 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 counterintuitive. Yeah, like like the God that wasn't God the Father, an older black woman. Yes. Um, and I William for, P. Young, William P. Young. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I forget the other two. Characters. I don't remember the other. Two, but I know but... it was very controversial yes. that he used a, an yeah. older black woman to reflect God the Father. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> if if you want, I can share a little bit before it be like to set it up. Like that 
felt very personally helpful to me when I read that. Mm-hmm. Like all of my friends hated this book and we're talking on social media about how yeah. horrible and like this is like teaching all this like really bad theology. Yeah. And because I grew up in a church that mm-hmm. really focused on basically God's throne way up there yeah. and how pure he is and how not mm-hmm. pure we all mm-hmm. are, mm-hmm. this concept of God being able to love us in the way that a big black woman who gives you this massive hug can completely showed me like seemed, like I should believe that God has yeah. some of the quality, whether or not it should be depicted this way, maybe is, yeah. is but that was helpful to me. So I'm interested yeah. in the Bible so, talks about hen also. So there's there's a, there's at least a few maybe female. There are so even what my, this is my own personal opinion. I I would frown upon that analogy, but I I have friends who have I've talked to that said the same thing you did. Yeah. But most of them grew up in very harsh legalistic mm. Christian environments. Mm. And there was a that helped them to see God in a way that I believe that scripture portrays. For example, yeah. I don't think you need a we keep saying big black woman. Doesn't it doesn't matter what color she is, but, they, we, but don't that's need, how it was we don't need how it was we don't need a we don't need a female representation to represent the love of the tenderness of God. To me, what I would turn to is for example, one of the names of God that's given in the Old Testament is El Shaddai. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it's be, it, the root of the word Shad in Hebrew is very complex. Hmm. There's a lot of debate on what that 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 root when it means El Shaddai. Now, typically, it's translated God Almighty because it's easier for translators to 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 fall upon the easiest translation of that word, which is power. But another opinion, and it's it's a it's it's a prominent opinion from a lot of scholars, is it's the it's the it's rooted in this idea of breasts and so holding mm. someone close to you. Mm. So it's the idea of God holding us close tenderly mm-hmm. to his to his to his chest. Yeah, I would lean upon the the name of God than an image of God that. Because God always refers to himself as the father. So I think that I would wa- always want to fall in line with that. I think the father sure. image of the prodigal son, I'm much more comfortable with than the woman in the shack. I understand what the guy's trying to accomplish. Yeah. I would lean upon the biblical images more than his own interpretation of things. That's just – Dan, you have anything to say about that? Uh, other than I, I think there is just a general – and and again, a part of it comes from our background experiences and our makeup. Yeah. But we anthropomorphize the we 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 do that with animals. We, we do that with God. We want to make God in yeah. our own image very easily. Yeah. And and it's very and it, it at the same time he wants us to relate to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. And and so so I think we can cautiously approach those kinds of analogies. But always mindful that there is an absolute outside of human experience and emotion yeah. of which we need to sh- to which we need to show I, respect. Yeah, I mean, here's the reality: is if femininity is a reflection of the image of God. Yes, right. I don't feel like like a I, lot don't, of Christians I don't understand think, what you I just said. I don't think God is is like masculine. Like right. masculinity is as much a reflection of the image of God as femininity exactly. is. Okay, yes. it's not like. God can't relate to women. Like God's not been him. Like I can't understand these women that I hate. You know, (laughs) no, because I mean, we as men can say that, and we chuckle about that, right? And just men are very easy to understand. Yes, we're free as long as as you're another man. (laughs) As as every stand-up comedian ever has noted, there are definitely but there's a complexity to women, and there's but but I do believe that that femininity is a 
if it says in Genesis one twenty seven that that God created them in His image, male and female, then what that means is that the female, the things that make female female, the feminine part of humanity, is a reflection of God's nature, hmm. and so therefore, but God never refers to Himself as female. He never. He always calls Himself Father, and so. I want to honor both of those. Yeah. I think that there's a reality. How again? There's these mysteries of us fully comprehending God that I think are challenging to us. We are limited. There is an unsearchableness to God, but I do. Um, I think we fool ourselves in thinking that God's just another man up in heaven that is that thinks like a man and acts like a man. And no, masculinity and femininity are both reflections of the image of God, and He has chosen. Two, to become one, again, as as purposefully to reflect the the beauty of redemption and the beauty of two becoming one, because that's his nature. Two, three persons come becoming one or are one. And so when he created male and female, that was his original intent. Because why? If you go all the way back, all the way into Ephesians, he's saying the gospel is reflection, that, that marriage is a reflection of the gospel. Right, mm-hmm. that that there's this two becoming one, the way Christ has gave Himself up for the church, mm-hmm. and so this this is restoring humanity. And so, anyways, mm-hmm. we're, I, I, I no, thank you. I, I just had no idea we we're going to talk about Mary's ovum today. Yeah, well, you made me a producer on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, ben. it's all but your I'm fault. Sure, I'm sure that that people have thought about that before. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Well, and we were out of time to be able to, really? to go to hemartiology, uh, Mar- okay. but, but, <laughs> but I, I, I'll simply say this. I, you know, one of the reasons I love conversations like this is yeah. because it, it just begins to explore the infinity and awesomeness of our creator. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason why he said, don't even try to, to embody me or, or picture me. Don't, yeah. you know, yeah, don't, don't, make, don't make images. Don't. I think that's ri- – Dan, I'm so glad you said that because mm. I think – we try to make man in our own image. As much as we want to talk about the the you image God. of God and man, we are we are so we we have a, that proclivity to say, I want God to look like me. I want mm-hmm. God to be a reflection of me. I want God to have like what I like and not like what I don't like. And and, and how wrong. many times have we heard like you know if you're debating someone who's an atheist or whatever, I can't serve a God who <laughs> yeah I yeah. don't believe in a God who yeah well that's my your, God doesn't yeah it, it is it is so myopic and is so ignorant to say that my opinion about God matters. Boy, that's a Your truth. opinion about God only matters as as much as it conforms into the reality of his revelation. That's why we going back all the way to the beginning. That's why we began with bibliology. That the the authority of God's word is the one that determines what we believe about God. I don't care what you believe about God. If your belief aligns with scripture, then hold on to it. If your belief doesn't align with scripture, get rid of it. Mm-hmm. That is what confronts all of us yeah. in and, our lives. And embrace the mystery. Em- embrace the yeah. infinity. Em- embrace the unknown. Yeah. Uh, be- because it it requires that we continue to search for it. Absolutely. And so when, when, when you want to know more, when you want to explore more, when you want to consider the the possibilities um to me it always creates a greater wonder yeah and uh and and so i'm grateful that god Amen. does not fit into my portrayal or my image or my expectations yeah uh, because those are pretty pathetic well as always time goes by very quickly on life talks and we have 
we have gone through our time very rapidly today as we continued our study of anthropology, uh, and which is the study of man. We will pick up again on our next episode looking at hamartiology, and which is the, uh, the study of sin mm-hmm. and uh, the implications of that on us uh, physically, spiritually, emotionally, and in every other aspect. So as always, thank you so much for listening to us at Life Talks. Please share with us, uh, share us with your friends on social media. Contact us if you would at lifetalks at lifecharlotte.com. And as always, thanks for joining us here at Life Talks. You've been listening to Life Talks. Be sure to hit the subscribe button so you never miss a new episode. Share this podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to let your friends and family know about Life Talks. We'd love to hear from you as well, so leave a comment and let us know your thoughts on this episode or any other topics we've discussed. Life Talks is a ministry of Life Fellowship in Cornelius, North Carolina. For more information on Life Talks or Life Fellowship, visit lifecharlotte.com or you can find us on Facebook at Life Fellowship Charlotte.